This episode is powered by Safety FM. Welcome to the Safety Consultant Podcast. I am your host, Sheldon Primus. This is the podcast where I teach you the business of being a safety consultant. All right. Well, this is the first episode back from me actually doing a live event. So the live event that I did was this Saturday, past Saturday, which is September 11th, 2021. And I did it on a Saturday because I didn't want to have anybody sneaking in from work doing anything. (laughs) But I definitely want to make sure that I was going to help everyone before the end of the year to get done what you needed to. Get your business going. So this year, what I'm going to do this year, this episode, (laughs) yeah, this whole episode is going to take one year. I know this episode, this is what I'm going to do. We're actually going to go ahead and review what the President Biden did say about OSHA. So we're going to call this a quick OSHA update. Uh, The time of this recording is a lot later than I normally do my recordings. But I was trying to wait to see if OSHA is going to release anything else. I was kind of expecting maybe over the weekend we'll see something, but did not. So we're going to go ahead and, and give you my initial thoughts on what was happening over here. So that's what we're going to do for this episode, and I just really want to just focus in on that, all right? So, let's go through this. What I'm looking at here, and you guys can't see this obviously, but I can because it's on my computer. So what I'm looking at right now is going to be, it is the speech that the president made on September 9th, 2021 about uh, fighting the COVID-19 pandemic. Uh, The president was very, very specific about what he wanted to do, gave timeframes and everything else. So the OSHA side is part of this attack. So he is going to first was to sign executive order for anyone that's in the executive branch, any federal employees to be vaccinated. And then he mentioned the Department of Labor. And here's the wording. And this is directly reading from the statement from the White House. The Department of Labor will require employers with 100 or more workers to give those workers paid time off to get vaccinated. So that's the first thing this is doing is telling you that yes, it will be paid if you go get vaccinated. So it's being mandated. And it's so mandating meaning will require um, the DOL when they're finished with this. That's what the temporary standard will be. Uh, No one should lose pay in order to get vaccinated or to be or to take a loved one to get vaccinated. And this is me continue reading from the briefing. Uh, today, in total, the vaccines required by plan, in my plan will affect 100 million Americans, two-thirds of all workers. And for this other sector, I issue this appeal. 
to those of you running large event uh, entertainment venues from sports arena to concerts and movie theaters please require folks to get vaccinated and show negative tests or show negative test conditions for entering so that's one of the agencies he's talking about for labor there's no relationship between osha uh, meaning employer employee is the only relationship osha has there's no relationship between employer or I should say customer and client that osha has jurisdiction over so that's why the wording is implore however there are some agencies where uh, for instance let's see i'm scrolling down a little bit more uh, for the wording for department of labor there's one more big thing uh, my job as president is to protect all americans so tonight and i'm announcing that the department of labor is developing an emergency rule to require all employers with a hundred or more employees that together employ over 80 million workers to ensure their workforces are fully vaccinated condition one or show a negative test at least once a week condition two and then he went on to say some of the biggest companies are already requiring this uh united airlines disney tyson food and even fox news uh, bottom line we're going to protect vaccinated workers from unvaccinated workers so there's going to be the wording here that is uh, the legal precedent because now under the 581 jurisdiction uh, osha says that i call it the you know better rule so osha says that you know that you need to protect your workers from anything that's going to be hazardous or likely to cause them hazard and there's uh, four major components of that that you have to look for uh, first you didn't have a standard secondly it's um that it was a feasible no that's the last one first there's no standard one is that there's a recognized hazard uh two that there's um uh, let's see well that there is a hazard and that the hazard is recognized so those are two conditions in itself then the third is that you could be able to well, find a nice feasible way of making sure that the workers are protected from that hazard and i'm forgetting the fourth condition but generally speaking the wording that's here that says the bottom line we're going to protect vaccinated workers from unvaccinated workers that's the jurisdiction part of why osha is the one that's going to do this uh, we're going to reduce the spread of COVID-19 by ish by increasing the share of the workforce that is vaccinated in business across America. So I guess the overall reduction, the my interpretation of what the president is doing here is he's looking for a big impact. So therefore, Department of Labor would do that. And um, the part I read first about the vaccine is actually uh, just to go with, uh, I should say, paying for time to take to get the vaccine. That one is actually you know, second. The first thing is you're going to get vaccinated or show once a week test of negative uh, COVID in itself. <laughs> it's the only reason why you hear me like breathe like i normally do but this one in in, in a thoughtful way 
Here's my thought. I'm not too sure how this is going to come out unless uh, I get the hold of the temporary emergency standard, which I waited all day to see if I could get, and I just can't to go with this OSHA update. So I, I got to release this podcast for you guys. I don't want to miss a week. So here's my interpretation right now. If you're saying that you're going to show a negative test at least once a week, there is some wording in that at least once a week part that I may see some leeway. Because right now, if we're saying once a week is sufficient for OSHA standard, but yet the CDC is telling you exposure is happening more, which is within six feet of somebody, if I'm recalling the CDC's guidance for close contact as being six feet within 15 minutes, then knowing also that we're talking about epidemiology with um, saying contact for 15 minutes is going to be where you could get some sort of exposure to COVID-19, then I'm thinking, why are we going to say a negative test at least once a week? Because it's possible that within 15 minutes, if it's close contact, someone could become a spreader. Is there some sort of terminology or some epidemiology reason that only once a week is enough as opposed to daily? I don't know. That's that's one of the things that may actually be a legal um, a point that you may have a contention that says, why then is then weekly good if the CDC is saying six, uh, if you're within six feet and 15 minutes, then shouldn't that mean as soon as I'm out of someone's presence for 15 minutes or if I want to give it some gestation period, however that works, I do not know. I'm just leading you through the mindset then that is going to lead you to why aren't we saying more if we're not saying to test more then why are we saying just once a week that's going to lead to the terminology it's probably going to be what the answer would be and that terminology is going to be this OSHA wants to make sure that they're not burdensome on the employer and I am interpreting that paragraph as OSHA saying weekly though Yes, you could contract it and be positive and spreading more than a week. And then if you're going to have to do contact tracing and now you got to figure out when you do your weekly test on Friday, how many people this individual came in contact with throughout the whole week, uh, including clients and customers and everything else that can also be burdensome. So there's two kind of path to burdensome. One burdensome could be testing too often where if you're testing someone every day that might be too often to them burdensome in your business because there's time energy and effort resources for that or contact tracing if you don't test enough look of all the other people you're going to end up having to do contact tracing or you may end up having to do uh, quarantining with part of your staff and that's going to set you back I'm just saying this is a hot spot over here. I'm just giving you guys some things to think about. There's a lot of considerations. If I'm a consultant, which I am, and I'm teaching you guys the business of being a consultant, those are some of the things you got to think about. You got to get ready to uh, help represent your clients on. I'm giving you this OSHA update through one thing right now. And that one thing is this actual executive order. So that is our OSHA compliance for this episode. I'm not going to go into any more of that because it's a lot to digest on the one topic. 
and I gotta actually digest it myself. I'm waiting for that emergency temporary standard. I'm gonna really dig into 1910 subpart U, which is a temporary standard for coronavirus for um, healthcare. So I'm gonna do all that. But right now, I'm gonna tell you, go get him. This episode has been powered by Safety FM. The views and opinions expressed on this podcast or broadcast are those of the host and its guest and do not necessarily reflect the official policy or position of the company. Examples of analysis discussed within the past hour are only examples. They should not be utilized in the real world as the only solution available as they are based on very limited and dated open source information. Assumptions made within this analysis are not reflective of the position of the company. No part of this podcast or broadcast may be reproduced, stored within a retrieval system, or transmitted in any form or by any means, mechanical, electronic recording, or otherwise, without prior written permission of the creator of the podcast or broadcast, Sheldon Primus.